You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to BGN Radio with Brandon Lee Gowton and Jimmy Kemsky. What's going on, buddy, readers, listeners? Holy S. <laughs> the Colts somehow traded Carson Wentz for anything at all, and they get a third-round pick from the from the Commanders. They get a, a third-round pick. They become a second-round pick from the Commanders. They move The Commanders move back from pick 42 to 47 in this draft. Amazing. He's in the NFC East. He's Back in the NFC East, and he's going to play the Eagles twice this year as long as he stays healthy. Holy crap. I can't, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. I don't even know if you said his name. That's Carson Wentz, by the way, who got <laughs> traded. If Jimmy didn't already say, if you somehow didn't already know, and this is BGN Radio, by the way, and that is Jimmy Kemsky who was talking there, and I am Brandon Lee Gelton from Bleeding Green Nation. Uh, so many things to get to, but you have to forgive us for our exuberance. And honestly, just disbelief because I'm with you, Jimmy. I can't believe this happened. I can't believe like it's always one of those things where you say you can't believe because it's so insane, but you can believe it because the Washington (laughs) football team, a.k.a. now the Washington Commanders, just does stupid S off the field (laughs) and on the field all the time. So it's totally on brand, but it's just like it's just like sometimes even the most incompetent people in organizations, it's like, they wouldn't do that. Right. Like they're not <laughs> right. that dumb, but they are. It's wild. Like I thought for sure he was going to get released. I can't understand why anyone would take on his contract, much less give up picks to get him. It's just freaking wild to me. I I can't believe it. Like I checked twice uh, Adam Schefter's handle. Cause he's the one who broke yes. the story. Of course, I, I thought it had to be fake. So I checked it like multiple times and I like I even went to like, you know, other people's accounts to see them react to it first before like I fell for some, you know, ridiculous report. And there it was. I mean, here here's so to be clear, the trade terms are uh the Colts get the commanders 2022 third round pick 2023 third round pick which by the way can become a second round pick if if Wentz plays 70 percent of the snaps so we get to track that again this year which is amazing uh, i'll still do that anyway i assume you will as well <laughs> because why not it was fun why not and then uh they you know the the colts get the get the commander's 2022 second round pick but they give up their own 22 second round pick so they basically colts were picking 47th like i said earlier Commanders are picking 42nd, so they swip, they they flip-flop, the commanders move back five or six spots or whatever it is. That's the uh, value of like a fourth-round pick, by the way. I did that on the draft <laughs> chart, like the value true. of that jump from uh, in, in the second round, so yeah. But the Eagles are going to play them twice, twice in 2022, which is amazing. It's going to be so much fun covering those games. Well, and he's going back to Indy too, so he's going to get. Oh, booed they, in I didn't Indy. even realize that. that didn't yeah, realize they played. He's going to get booed in Indy. He's going to get booed <laughs> merc- mercilessly in Philly. Yeah. Um, 
I want to do say before we get into the rest of the, the show, because we have a lot here, uh, in addition to the when stuff, we'll be talking about Russell Wilson, John Watson, and, and more things. But we're starting, obviously, hot and heavy with Wentz at the top. Obviously, Breezy and Radio brought to you by Righteous Felon Craft Jerky. Use discount code BGN15 at RighteousFelon.com. Jimmy, the craziest part of this trade to me is that last year, it was all about like, all right, Carson Wentz, you know, the Eagles are giving up on him, but he's going to the Colts, where... The stability and Frank Reich <laughs> yes. is going to fix them. And yeah. that obviously didn't happen. And not only did that not happen, like the culture were throwing him under the bus by the end of the season publicly, oh, yeah. as most recently as the combine. And if Frank Reich was Carson Wentz's biggest remaining believer, which he was basically before Washington at least jumped into the fray. Right. Like, how do you, how do you, how do you, how do you be like, all right. The guy who believed in him the most gave up on him, but we're going to take a chance on him. Like This will work here. Like, I, I know Washington was desperate for a quarterback, and it's not like they had a bunch of amazing options because they made offers for Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson and whatever, and they none of us ever thought they were going to get someone like that because how could they possibly attract a candidate? Um, but like my thing with them was like if you get Jimmy G, that's still like something we'll all laugh at, but at least there's like a sell to that. <laughs> Like, That's something we'll all laugh at, and it's it true. Is. We like I would laugh at that too. But but, but you can sell least, it, right? Yeah, he's at least a legit starting quarterback. Well, kinda. he's been to, uh, and I don't think he's actually any good <laughs> to be clear. But he's been to two NFC Championship games in the yeah. past three years, and at the very least, his teammates like him. Like that's a, right. that's a thing. Like if if you don't pay attention to 49ers media coverage at all, like players always speak highly of Jimmy G, but both I think on the record and off mm-hmm. the record. Um that's a reason why he's still been starting there. Carson Wentz, Jimmy, this trade where Carson Wentz <laughs> gets moved came out on the same freaking day that Jeff McLean wrote in the Inquirer this anecdote and he wasn't just trying to crap on Carson Wentz was the inclusion in his story. It was a, to contrast how Jalen Hurts has really good intangibles mm-hmm. and how Carson Wentz didn't Carson Wentz, quote, voiced his displeasure with the Eagles' success, end quote, to other injured players during the Eagles' Super Bowl run. He wasn't even happy for his teammates, apparently, or at least uh, wasn't totally thrilled. Like, this is the guy you're trading for, among all of the other allegations and reports over the years about him being selfish and everything. Like, the same day. The same day, Jimmy. They trade for him on the same day. Yeah, he uh, apparently, uh, you know, one of the other injured players during that season uh, you know, went after him <laughs> like during you know when uh when he was you know sort of acting the way he was after he got hurt during the 2017 season. But yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't even, I can't even imagine how Chris Ballard could, with a straight face, ask for the compensation that he got in return and to actually get it is just totally wild to me. How does this? Well, how does Washington – first of all, I feel – let me just take a break here and talk about Washington Commanders fans. I feel so bad for them because you know a lot of them are going to talk themselves into this trade and they're going to talk themselves into Carson Wentz. And you know, this time next year, they're going to be saying, I can't believe – like how do we not know immediately that this was going to go horribly wrong? Because it is going to go horribly wrong for them. Like you talked about – how great of a situation Indianapolis was for him. Like he said, like that, like the, the area, you know, like this, you know, that part of the country fit his vibe. And, uh, you know, you mentioned how he was going to reunite with Frank Reich, but also that team was really good. Like they had a great offensive line. Um, they have the, arguably the best running back in the NFL. An MVP defense. candidate. Yeah. And I mean, he failed there and now he's going to one of the worst franchises 
not just in the NFL, but in sports that just has nonstop issues. And he's going to probably add to those issues. Like, I mean, the situation that he went to Indy, like a legitimately like good landing spot for a quarterback. And now he's playing for the franchise, like famous for just going through, you know, one quarterback after the next, after the like the number of quarterbacks they've had since uh, Dan Snyder bought the team. And I think, what was it? 1999, I think. I mean, they've had like like 30 different guys, something like that, start games for them in that span, which is just a wild number. And it'll be a new one in uh, 2022 with, with Carson Wentz. Just an amazing development here. I, ca- I can't believe he's back in the NFC East and that they, he, I mean, any, and that anyone traded anything for him. Sorry to be repetitive here. Uh, no one can blame you, Jimmy. It's, it's just, <laughs> it, it's a visceral reaction. I hate this idea that like he played better than some people think last year. Like that is such garbage. Mm-mm. Like, okay, the stats on paper look decent. They don't look terrible. Like, okay, yeah, 27 touchdowns to only seven interceptions. But I mean, like the fumbling issue is still there. We yeah. saw that. And some of the interceptions were terrible. Like 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 mind-blowing bad refuse to say die as we know Carson Wentz does to a fault. Uh, by the way, he had eight fumbles last year. It was actually a career low for him, but still, like that's still terrible. Yeah, yeah, it's not great. Um, and and that's behind. Uh, uh, wait, sorry. Um, so I, I lost my thoughts. <laughs> well, one of uh, one of those fumbles came in like a super crucial situation in that final game against the Jaguars, right. where he should have just eaten a sack as yes. he does over the course of his career. He tried to shovel pass it, and instead fumbled. Jaguars jumped on it. I think they scored a touchdown on the ensuing drive. Can't remember. They did. Yeah. Um, but the but the other you know thing that he just continued to do this year that people thought he might clean up was just the the hero ball nonsense. Yep. And the one great example of that was when, well, first of all, the anecdote from Jeff McLean's story that he, and he must've gotten this from somebody, I assume with the Colts, but like that he threw 15, 15 left-handed passes in 2021. (laughs) He threw 15 left-handed passes. And of course, the most infamous one was -hmm. against the Tennessee Titans where he was about to take a safety and he just threw it up for grabs with his left hand, got picked off, was returned for a pick six. And people were like, well, uh, well... Actually, that was a smart play because if it had been a safety, it was game over. And at least with the touchdown, the Colts got the ball back. And they were like, oh, blah, 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 blah. as if like Carson Wentz, like as he's getting sacked, he thought that all that through. <laughs> and he thought, right, yeah. you know what? Let me just throw this up with my left hand. And, and if it's a touchdown, who cares? Because it's better than the safety. Um. <laughs> yeah, that was really bad. Uh. A couple other things I want to say. Carson Wentz isn't cheap, by the way. You look at his contract, he's like the ninth highest paid quarterback <laughs> annually. So you're paying a premium. It's not even like you're getting him at like a bargain like money deal. And Washington had to take on the full contract, which I can't <laughs> yes. believe. It's like it's not even like, okay, the Colts paid some of it to help kind of increase the compensation they could get. No, that wasn't the case. It was like twenty eight million, I think, was it? Uh Good. yeah. His yes. salary is twenty two, I th- or twenty three, some, and he's got a. They owe him a, a roster bonus, which I think is a few days after uh, the start of the new league year. And I'll pull it up as well. As as I, I will say that it isn't like Carson Wentz had the most amazing receiving core, which has been the case for most of his career. Um, that's what I've seen some people already jumping to defend him with. But like, okay, dude, you're Jonathan Taylor. 
and the Colts ran the ball at the fifth lowest rate, or sorry, they passed the ball at the fifth lowest rate in the NFL last year because they could lean in on Jonathan Taylor um, to really help them out. If you look at Carson Wentz, like some of his advanced metrics, he's like 16th in DVOA. It's actually just one spot ahead of Jalen Hurts. Take that for what it's worth. Um, you look at PFF grade, he's like 22nd. Um, what other kind of metrics do we have here? Uh, I guess I don't have any up. I thought I had more. But the like point being, like he's not good. Obviously. EPA is another one. Do you have that one? And also like, I, I don't ha- I meant to look that up but like come on like if he was any good the Colts would have kept him <laughs> like like, because what are the Colts gonna do now not that we need to get into that for the sake of this podcast but it's like it's not like they just you know they're going from Carson Wentz to Russell Wilson like that's not gonna happen he's off the board already uh maybe they'll trade for Jimmy G um but like they I don't think it was about that I don't think it was about we can only move off of Carson Wentz if we have another plan waiting it was like no we need to get rid of Carson Wentz because he is not great he's not the fit here so I think Carson Wentz isn't going to be the worst starting quarterback in the NFL next year to be clear but like where are you going with him if you're like what what are you achieving what are you really getting over the hump with Carson Wentz no you're not you're just going to be you're going to top out at the very best case like what nine and eight I mean, no, <laughs> they're not even going to be that good. I said they, best case. They have a good roster, I guess, in some areas. Like their defensive line, I think it's still good. And they'll get some guys back that were hurt. And they do have good skill players in McLaren and um, running back. Can't remember his name somehow. Antonio Gibson. He kind of had a down Gibson. year last year. Yeah, Would you say uh, that Carson Wentz is better than Taylor Heineke? Like he's more physically gifted. Yeah, he's more but talented, that's not but that's yeah. not the question is he I asked. Is he is he going to win more games for you than Taylor Heineke? Uh, <laughs> the fact that this is even a debate is like that's how my point. Yeah. That is. Yeah. is he significantly <laughs> better than Taylor Heineke? I don't. Think I think he, he can probably say that. is. I think he probably is. But I don't. Not think significantly he can say better. That. But I think he's. I think he's. He'll probably give you a chance to more, win more games than Taylor Heineke. But again, the ceiling that, is higher with Carson. But it's wins. even a debate. Is yeah. <laughs> By the way, like did Washington not watch? Chris Ballard's interview podium session at the combine. Like one, so he was, I have the quote in front of me here. He was asked a very generic question, bland, non-pointed about what traits he looks for in a quarterback. And he goes, well, I mean, there's typical, I could say, I give you the typical accuracy leadership makes crucial plays that win. But I mean, all the things uh, you could generically say I could stand up here and generically say, uh, but ultimately, I, I mean, look, it's the most scrutinized position in sports. It is. And I think one of the most difficult to play in sports because you're playing a position where you've got to make accurate throws with people trying to actually hurt you. And then the scrutiny that comes into playing the position is week to week in our league. It's a week to week league. And so handling the ups and downs of it and staying a steady course. I mean, there's just so much that goes into it and having a team around that can win. You know, it's not just about him, but having a team. So there's a lot that that goes into that question. But the fact that he answered it that way was Mm. so telling of what he had just been through during the 2021 season. That guy could not wait to get rid of Carson Wentz. And again, (laughs) rebounding from a terrible trade. A year ago, like, let's, you know, knock him for trading a first round pick and a third round pick for that guy. But to be able to turn around and somehow salvage what they got in return for him this offseason is just wild to me that they got that they got a three, potentially a two, and then they move up in the second round. Crazy. 
and obviously credit to Howie for ultimately getting, you know, the first <laughs> and that number 16 overall and the third round pick, which helped yeah. them trade up for Devontae Smith last year. Mm-hmm. But isn't it so delicious to me that like this trade goes down one day before Ben Simmons returns to Philly and it's just <laughs> going to get mercilessly booed. Yeah. Like there's just something. So it's so funny how they've been kind of tied together in some ways like that. Um, and to me, the, the thing I think about is like, I guess the biggest concern that you might have as a Philly fan would be like Ben Simmons, Carson Wentz, they're going to come back to burn us. I don't think most people think like that to be clear. I'm not saying that's the prevailing mm-hmm. thought, but that might be in the back of your head. Like this could be like, there is a world where they do get it together and then we look like stupid or, or like it sucks for us because now we have to deal with this. But to <laughs> me, the way I think about that is like, that's the biggest self own you could do if you're Ben Simmons. Like if you start shooting, then you're just proving every everyone in Philly, right? You're not like getting back at <laughs> right. them. You're like, yeah, we always said you needed to do this. And with Carson Wentz, if he plays well in Washington, it's not going to be because he continues to be stubborn and attacks everything the same way he's always done, which is probably what will happen. It'll be because he actually did reflect and maybe realize, oh crap, I got traded by two teams now. I, I really need to like check myself and uh, take uh, better to hard coaching and everything, which again, I don't think is likely. But if he did that, and he did play well. Like it wouldn't be like, well, the Eagles have an egg on their face. It'd be like, no. Like again, the things that everyone said you needed to do, you finally did. Um, so that's like to me the point why I'm saying that is like, there's no way you regret this at all. You can't. Like the player that they were at the time, uh, you traded them and everything. Like you had no reason to believe they were going to change course. And it just seems incredibly predictable to me that Washington, again, who when they were trying to honor Sean Taylor this past season. Uh, in part because they were like trying to cover up like whatever scandals they had going yeah. on. Um, like they got everything wrong. Like they had his, you know, family pose in front of like porta potties and like, like they just yeah, get yeah, everything yeah. wrong. Like the most basics, they can't get the press box right. They can't get the press box spread. Like they can't get anything right. How would you have faith that they got this right? Like the the best case for them that they got something right is uh, a broken clock is right twice a day and they just totally luck into something. But I don't think that's the case here. Definitely not the case here. Um, the other funny thing, too, about the aspect of this trade, too, is it's the, only the third quarterback that has you know done something. So Aaron Rodgers is going to sign back with the Packers. Russell Wilson got traded from the Seahawks to the Broncos. They didn't want to explore other options before they finally landed on Wentz. Like, this is the third quarterback to have some kind of movement from one team to another or, like, a re-signing or whatever. They didn't want to explore, like, this is it? This, this, they didn't want to explore option C or D or E before they finally landed on this option? They, they Even a week before free agency begins? Crazy! Like before the draft, you don't want to. You don't want to wait till after the draft. Maybe, maybe you find like a young prospect who can who can do something for you. Well, yeah. Like who else is banging down the door for Carson Wentz? Like what other team is out there? It's <laughs> like we gotta have him. Can't be. Uh, and you know, obviously, they still can trade or they can still draft a quarterback, and it wouldn't be shocking to see them take, say, Penny, Kenny, Penny, Kenny, Penny, kick it. No, uh, Kenny Pickett at number eleven overall. I could see them doing. What that. are they picking? 11th. Say 11th okay yeah so you know or malik willis whatever we'll see um i don't i don't think wentz is like their plan a and like their only plan I, I do think they're gonna draft one or they're gonna do something else um probably draft one that's really the only thing they can do at this point but still uh incredible incredible to think that carson wentz it's kind of funny to be like you know twice a year 
like as if it's going to last more than one year because he very well might not last in Washington beyond this year. Um, But we will get two games, presumably, of Jalen Hurts versus Carson Wentz, which is very interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll get, like you said, Carson Wentz coming back to the link. Where do you think they schedule this? Is this like a week one game? I hope so. That'd be awesome. Merrill Reese tweeted uh, something to that effect, like he hopes it's week one. He was nice about it. Like he wasn't like, Hey, Carson Wentz is a jerk. <laughs> That's a terrible <laughs> narrow race impression. Uh, but like, yeah, week one would be amazing. Man. Uh, anything else to say? At least I, I, I want at least one of those games to be early in the season to, so the, you know, potential for him to not get hurt is, mm. is, you know, weakened. <laughs> like, give me, give me at least one game. Give me one. I, I would actually even like, you sign, would you sign up for one game right now? Yeah, easily. <laughs> Instead of just the two. I mean, it's Absolutely. still going to be awesome. I mean, <laughs> it's it's so good. I can't wait <laughs> until that until that week. It's going to be it's going to be such a fun week of coverage. And Selfish now, speaking. well, speaking of selfish as the Toxic Philadelphia media members we are, Jimmy. We just can't get enough Carson Wentz. And now, now, now we have the excuse. Stop talking now about him. He doesn't play for the Eagles no, anymore. No, no, he doesn't play for the Eagles. Shut up. Now You're he's obsessed the with Wentz, you jerks. <laughs> oh, you're obsessed with Carson Wentz. Shut up. <laughs> now we can talk about him as much as we want because it's That's relevant. Right. He's, he's in, in the, the division, division now. <laughs> Wait, so, so now, yeah, like if I talk about Dak Prescott, are you going to get on me for that too? Because uh, <laughs> exactly. he's in the division too. I'm immune from your nonsense now. Yay. We win. Yay for Jimmy and Brandon. Ha-ha. I wonder how many wonder how many people don't get that this is a bit. Um, <laughs> um, well, I think I the th- people that that listen to us don't have a problem with us in that sure. respect. So I think it's right. fine. Um uh I just don't yeah. This is I just I'm like looking at the article I wrote to see if there's any leftover thoughts I had. Uh I will say that I think it is interesting to think about his legacy. Maybe other people don't think it's interesting. I personally think it's interesting because, like, he did help the Eagles win the Super Bowl. That is true. Sure. Now, I don't think they maybe, win the Super Bowl without him. Maybe he didn't want them to win the Super Bowl, apparently. <laughs> but um, <laughs> that did happen. Um, so, like, you know, you can't just say uh, – it's weird. Like, I'm not saying you have to feel any kind of appreciation for him, but I'm just – you have to acknowledge, like, that is objectively true. He did – help contribute towards that it isn't like the ben simmons situation where like didn't help them win anything help them prevent them from getting out of the second round every year um uh but i mean like he's the enemy now undoubtedly obviously he's the starting quarterback for a division rival team so uh kind of easier now to maybe put any aside any of those conflicted feelings that you may have had because maybe again i don't think i'm speaking for the majority of the fan base but i think there's even even through all this indie stuff maybe even still through to Washington, there were some really big Carson Wentz stands who weren't just, you know, they're Eagles fans too, but they're like really, really, really big fans of him and they weren't willing to kind of like take the L on him. I mean, at this point, like, what are we doing? Like, you've, you've every reason to get off now if you haven't been off already. Like, he's a division rival. Super easy to root against. Not a likable player. Uh, won't get vaccinated. Selfish. Um, reportedly didn't want the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. Like, every reason to root against this guy. We're throwing you a life raft here, Wentz stands. You can jump off now. Come on. <laughs> uh, anything else on Mr. Carson Wentz? No, I think that's good. Uh, we have a lot to get to with Russell Wilson, of course, and uh, some smoke building around Deshaun Watson. How about, though, if you tell us about delicious meat snacks? 
Well, Jimmy, if you want some delicious meat snacks, and I always say they have non-meat options as well at RighteousFelon.com, you know, in case we have any vegan, uh, vegetarian, pescatarian. My mom's a pescatarian. Shout out to her. Um, fish? Yeah. Like, I mean, and honestly, she doesn't even really do that a lot. Um, but if she will, she's occasion. So, you know, not a true vegetarian necessarily. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, if you're looking for some snacks, you can go to RighteousFelon.com. Discount code BGN15 for 15% off your order. I like to say, Jimmy, that going to the website doesn't cost you a thing. You can check it out, see if there's anything there that interests you. And if there is, then you can use that discount code. You can help support a local business in Righteous Felon Craft Jerky. You can help support your favorite Eagles podcast here and help keep the lights on. Um, it's a free podcast. We don't charge you anything. If, if you like what, if presumably if you're listening to this, you, you like it to some extent, unless you're hate listening, which is also fair. Um, but if you want to continue to support your hate listening habit, you're going to want to help support the podcast. So you make sure it's still around. So you can do that again by going to RightToSellin.com and using discount code B. GN15 for 15% off your order. Jimmy. Back after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Back here on BGN Radio, Jimmy. Let's transition from a former Eagles quarterback to a former future Eagles quarterback twice over, I would say. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so um, the the... As we mentioned, uh, Russell Wilson was traded from the Seattle Seahawks to the Denver Broncos. And, excuse me, as a result, that means Russell Wilson will not be a Philadelphia Eagle this year. Um, so the cost for Russ was the uh, ninth overall pick, the 40th overall pick, which was in the second round, uh, first round pick in 2023, uh, a second round pick in 2023, Drew Locke, tight end Noah Fant, and defensive tackle Shelby Harris. So um, I wanted to put this in terms of what this cost would have meant if the e- like what would be the Eagles equivalent for this cost. And when you look at just the 2022 picks that were involved here, which was the ninth overall pick and the 40th overall pick, it's 1850 points on the draft value chart. So the Eagles 16th and 19th overall picks add up to 1875. So that's about the equivalent for uh, the 2022 uh, picks that were involved. So you add in the Eagles first and second round picks in 2023, which is what the Broncos had to give up. And then I tried to kind of come up with three players that would be sort of on the same level as what the Broncos gave up in Drew Locke, Noah Fant, and Shelby Harris. And what I came up with, uh, you may agree or disagree or whatever, but I came up with Gardner Minshew, Fletcher Cox, and Andre Dillard 
as roughly an equal trio of players in terms of their value. So when you add it all up, the Eagles, to even match what the Broncos gave, would have to give up something in the ballpark of the 16th overall pick this year, the 19th overall pick this year, their 2023 first-round pick, their 2023 second-round pick, Gardner Minshew, Fletcher Cox, Andre Dillard. Let's say that's the cost, and the Seahawks will do that. Would you do that, Brandon? There's no, basically no offer that, to me that's too much for an really? elite okay. Hall of Fame. It's a, it's, I think people overthink this. I, be, I think people overthink this all the time. It's not about getting cute. It's not about like like you're in the lab and you're like, I don't know, comparing test tubes. That's what scientists definitely do, right? <laughs> uh, and you're like, does this equal? Th-? No, it's not about that. It's like it's an elite <laughs> Hall of Fame quarterback, you either have a quarterback who helps you contend or you don't. It's a pass-fail thing to me. So that's my focus. I don't really worry about the cost. It's like, and that's how I, I guess maybe I, I approach things in life too. Like, not to say that I'm kind of this big spender, but when there's something I really need that's like vital and important, I'm not thinking about the cost. I'm thinking I need this thing. There isn't an alternative. So I'm going to pay the cost for this thing and it will be worth it. So that's how I think. And I think, honestly, the Broncos got a steal. I think what they gave up for Russell Wilson really isn't that much at all when you consider how great of a player he is. Yeah, see, I wouldn't do it. I know, <laughs> and, and you're wrong. And uh, it's, uh, it's maybe a little bit of a departure of, you know, sort of what I've been talking about on the podcast here and writing about in recent weeks that, like, I would trade for Russell Wilson because I think he's great. I think he's still an exceptional quarterback. I don't think there's any decline. I Certainly not cooked. I uh, watched all of his first five games. Uh, before he got hurt last year, I was really, really impressed with what I saw. My big issue with, you know, doing the equivalent trade that I sort of put together there is in 2023, you make that trade. All you have left in the draft is your third, fourth, fifth, and seventh round picks. And that's it. You have four picks left in that draft. Of course, you can add to it down the line in some way. Mm-hmm. But um, I, that's, <laughs> yeah, you know, you're really kind of... You're like the Rams. You're like the Rams who didn't have like first and second round picks. Is that what you're trying to tell me? The Rams who just won the Super Bowl. So I traded for a quarterback. I am with you on the premise that if an elite quarterback becomes available, you don't think too much about it and you just do it. But that cost is really high, and I think there are other options, maybe that can become available either this off season or uh, next off season. Um, it's a really high, I mean, it was a really high cost. Uh, I sort of set my limit at like, you know, two of the three first round picks this year, uh, maybe like a two that could become a one with easily attainable benchmarks, like certain percentage of snaps or playoff appearance, sort of like they did with uh, the Colts. Um, and then, you know, players like Andre Dillard, Fletcher Cox, um, in uh, whoever else, like what, what, basically, who do you want? Um, within reason. So, yeah, I mean, it's a very tough call for me to say no to doing that deal, but I ultimately did kind of think that they Seahawks got Seahawks fans, by the way, are not happy about this trade from what I can see. It shouldn't um, be. And I think the Seahawks, uh, you know, reporters that covered the team are kind of saying like it wasn't enough. And I don't necessarily disagree with them either because um, you look at the NFC now, mm-hmm. it's Aaron Rodgers is like the only truly like great quarterback in the conference right now. Um, Until Tom Russ Brady comes gone. out of retirement so, for the 49ers. Yeah. It is wide open 
And I mean, we thought that like it would be wide open because Aaron Rodgers would be potentially leaving the conference, but turns out it's going to be Russell Wilson going to the Broncos. Um, it's barren. The, the 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 differential between the great quarterbacks in the AFC versus the like if you do, were to do like a top ten quarterback list, I'd say probably eight, I'd, without looking, I'd have to say probably like eight of them are probably in the AFC. The thing you said there, though, is like maybe they can get a different quarterback down the road. Mm-hmm. And that's my problem. with I don't love maybe because that, that means also maybe not. Um, now, I will say here that, you know, it was reported that the Eagles were a no-no for Russell Wilson, that he reportedly would not waive his uh, he would he would not waive his no trade clause for them, and I I think throughout this, both you and I have said that was probably the biggest hang up to a deal is if he actually wanted to come to Philly, and I wasn't so sure about that, and uh, wasn't so sure that he would be willing to to be clear. And uh, a Seahawks reporter uh, said that on uh, Broncos radio station on Tuesday night, and I thought that was interesting too, like to to note the source. This wasn't like a national person. Um, you know, like leaking something out there with, uh, for some point in mind, it was a guy that seemed to be just sharing genuine info. He said that he was actually made the offer during the combine. And I think that's an interesting thing to think about because what you and I have been on the same page in terms of thinking the Eagles will be exploring other quarterback options. Um, but I think some other people have been like, nope, they're committed to Jalen Hurts. They're not going to be looking at all. And, or they really love Jalen Hurts. And I don't think because the Eagles made an offer reportedly for Russell Wilson doesn't mean you know they hate Jalen Hurts, but it certainly means that it does undermine their confidence level in him to some extent. And that they continue to look for a quarterback shows that they don't, you know, like full-heartedly believe that he is going to be the guy for the long term, um, which is a, a decision they have to make anytime soon because he's not eligible to be paid until after this season at the very soonest. Um, so, uh, so what do you make of that? I guess the Eagles are making an offer for Russ. I mean, it confirms that they aren't totally sold on Jalen Hurts, despite what they say publicly. I mean, what they what they say publicly is going to suit their own serve. It's going to serve their own purpose. Like they're not up there to be honest. They're up there to serve their purpose. Like you know, they're not under oath when they when they say whatever they say in press conferences. And I thought the interesting thing that um, uh, Joe Banner said in the story that he published deleted and then republished was that, was that he was hypothes- hypothesizing that the eagles were talking up hurts to sort of pump his trade value i don't even um, think he was it, hypothesizing at first i think he kind of just said he, they were yeah. doing that originally <laughs> yeah and his article was was about uh Deshaun Watson it wasn't about Russell Wilson but the point that you know that this point applies to i guess any quarterback they may have interest in but um i i and i kind of a, a hypothesis makes sense because um the Eagles are smart about that kind of stuff they understand um messaging and how that works and how other teams around the league listen to what they say um so yeah i mean they're not gonna it doesn't serve their purpose in any way to even hint that jalen hurts isn't their quarterback but you and i both agreed that they were going to be aggressive in uh, pursuing an upgrade at quarterback this off season, um, a, an elite one became available in Russell Wilson. Uh, another potentially elite one um, is 
depending on how his court case goes, we're talking about Sean Watson here, depending on how his court case goes on Friday, mm-hmm. whether he's indicted on criminal charges or uh, or not, we'll, we'll, you know, that'll, that'll sort of um, shape. We'll learn more. Yeah, we'll learn more on Friday, and that'll that'll shape what his trade market is. I mean, it'll be non-existent if he's indicted on on criminal charges. But if he's not, then you know we're going to hear speculation about the Eagles, the Panthers, a handful of other teams, and, and their potential interest uh, in him going forward. Um, you know, all of his grossness and like ickiness aside, you know that's going to be a topic of conversation going forward. But certainly, um, you know, the Eagles had interest in him last off season. And they've now proven that they've had interest in Russell Wilson this offseason. Mm-hmm. So they have interest in upgrading the quarterback position. And I think that's kind of hard to refute at this point. As they should. A couple more things on Russ. One, I think you can say, okay, we can't fault the Eagles for not trading for Russ when he didn't want to come here. And the Seahawks probably didn't want to trade him within the NFC. I think those are fair things to say. Do you agree with me that it's also fair to say that you can blame the team for creating a situation that was undesirable to a quarterback like that? I don't, is it really that undesirable though? But I mean, like I, well, apparently to Russell Wilson, it was. Well, so one, one quick thing on like the, the reporter that, um, so friend of the pod, Benjamin Albright, um, had, uh, (laughs) The Seattle reporter. I, I can't. Re- I, I can't even. That's remember what I was referencing earlier. Yeah. 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 I can't even remember his name, but um, he he said you know what you said before that uh you know the Eagles made an offer. Russ didn't want to go there. Jake he keeps. is, or he. I think it was more like he, you know, Russ. The, the Denver was the only place that he wanted to be. So he apparently is boys with Russ. Like he mm-hmm. was a. Uh, he was a. Like I don't remember if it was a practice squad guy or. Uh, a, a guy that undrafted free agent, or uh, he was. I think he trains with him now. I think they said something about that. Okay, yeah, some something like that. Where like, um, you know, he's, he's a friend. He knows him. He's, he's boys with Russ, so like, yeah. Uh, it's hard to you know sort of take that as a as like a legit report when really him saying that you know, Denver was the only place he wanted to be is he's kind of pandering to the new city that he's going to be playing for, which I understand. Like I, I get that. Mm. So I can't, I yeah, kind of want to specifically go ahead. He didn't. Oh, sorry. He didn't just say like he wanted to be here and nowhere else. He specifically said he turned down Washington. He turned down Philly during the combine. Like those seem All like right. specific things to me, not just like general statements. I want to see it from, uh, a reporter I've heard of before. Okay. <laughs> it's been proven to get things right before. But okay, so let's say he did he did turn the Eagles down. Um yeah, I mean if he found something des- you know undesirable about the undesirable about the Eagles then you know that's not great. I mean if it's just geographically motivated then that's not their fault of course, but if it's something that he didn't like the ro- about the roster, about their front office, about their coaching staff then um you know that that does deserve some, you know, putting it under the microscope a little bit, I guess. And I'm not trying to crush them with that, to be clear. I'm just saying, like, if you're going to be like, well, we can't blame them for this. Well, but you, there's not like you can totally absolve them 100 um, percent. And the other point I had on Russ was that speaking of the desirability of the Eagles, like why and, and how people talk about it from, I guess, I seem like a national level, too, or maybe even Eagles fans like the it, I don't see anyone saying that the Broncos are too far away 
to make this move that, you know, the, my whole thing that I hate everyone saying the Eagles are too far away. I don't see anyone really saying that about the Broncos and the Broncos have a worse record than the Eagles the past two years. And the Broncos got beaten by the Eagles at Smoked. their own stadium, not even yeah in a game that wasn't even close. So like, I know the rosters aren't, you could, maybe you can argue the Broncos are like slightly better, but they're, they're definitely they, not. Uh, well, I'm saying like at, at well, most, you, you can think? maybe argue. Um, what do you think? I mean, I haven't looked at the Broncos roster like up and down to know it super intimately, um, but I would say it's comparable considering these teams have had the same record the past two years. And with the Eagles uh, specifically like fitting for Russ, having an offensive line, that would be the best of his career. And I think that's probably better than what the Broncos have to offer. Um, so I just think it's kind of funny how like people are like, oh, this move definitely makes sense for the Broncos, but somehow it totally wouldn't have made sense for the Eagles, even though they had more ammo to give up. Like I just, I don't get that. That's, that's I'm with a weird you on that point. For sure. Yeah, the, the, when you frame it that way, I'm, I'm, I'm certain. I, I totally agree with that, that premise. Um, I personally think the Eagles roster is better. Like I, the, the Broncos have a good offensive line. Eagles have, have, you know, maybe, maybe the best offensive line in the NFL. Certainly, like top three or five. Um, Broncos receivers are better, but still not great. Uh, defensively, I mean, they don't really have much up front. I like a couple of the guys in their secondary, Justin Simmons and um, uh, the guy they drafted from Alabama, whose name is escaping me. Patrick Sertan. Overall... Yeah, Patrick Sertan. Um, you got mossed by Devontae year. Smith. Um, they traded Von Miller, of course, during the tra- at the trade deadline. Um, so Von might come back. Oh, yeah. There's been some – he was posting on Instagram about that. But anyway mm-hmm. – Okay. Um, so, yeah, I don't know that D- Denver's beautiful. I went out there for the Eagles-Broncos game this year. So, like, I can understand him wanting to go there. Like, it's it's really nice out there. Um, but I don't think the, when you look – when I look at the rosters, the Eagles have plenty to offer. It's, you know, like I said, one of the best offensive lines in the NFL, as you said, clearly and easily the best offensive line he would have ever played behind. Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard are a good start at the skill positions. They're primed to add to that. Uh, in free agency and or the draft uh, this off season. So um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, uh, it, it is sort of, I, I, I'm interested to see if it ever comes out why he didn't want to come to Philly. If indeed that's true. Last thing I'll say in Russ uh, is that I just, I can't get on board personally and I'm biased here. I've long said that Russ is my favorite player in the NFL. And that was way before it was even known that he'd be potentially available to be acquired in a trade. So it's not just like recent. Um, I've long held that position. Uh, I just, I have a hard time getting on board with the people who are like, yes, we didn't trade for Russ. Now we're going to use the picks on defense. And I'm like, okay, great. That's going to solve everything. (laughs) The Eagles didn't acquire a great quarterback. I'm pumped about that. Like, no, I can't. I, I, if you feel that way, then more power to you, but I, I can't do that. So that's the last thing I had. All right. Uh, if you're looking to buy or sell your house, please do call Christian Roach of Roach Realtors, 856-906-9295. Again, 856-906-9295. Or go to roachrealtors.com. Brandon. We will be back after this. Kristen Roach of Roach Real Tours, Roach Real Tours, Roach Real Tours. Kristen Roach of Roach Real Tours. She's the greatest. Eight five six nine zero six nine two nine. 
Back here on BGN Radio, I like to think about, Jimmy, how the back after this thing we say, like the people who just don't get that, and uh, <laughs> we don't need to explain it. Um, anyway, the Eagles might trade for Deshaun Watson, okay. according to Joe Banner, who you referenced earlier, who had that weird article that he wrote for the 33rdteam.com, and it was posted, and then it wasn't deleted, according to Joe Banner. It was just taken <laughs> down because some edits needed to be made. And the way he said that was as if like there were a couple of typos or like <laughs> yeah. maybe something like factually incorrect. But uh, that was very much not the case because uh, looking at that article, which was titled, by the way, quote, um, I have it here. Deshaun Watson is most likely to land with this team. So like a nice clickbait title too. like, oh, you have to click to see what team it is. Uh, yeah. Uh, and it was the Eagles he was referencing. And I want to read to you the parts that were changed. Are you, are you cool with that? Yeah, go right ahead. All right. If you said no, it would be bad podcasting. But originally, <laughs> here's what it said. At the end of this, you know, he goes through his explanation of why he thinks it's the Eagles. But this was kind of the meaty part of it. The very end, his final paragraph. The Eagles' effusiveness and the degree of their enthusiasm about Jalen Hurts at the Combine indicates they're trying to prepare for him being traded to maximize his value. If they can get Watson for Hurts, a first this year and a first next year, it could go down as one of the best trades in NFL history. <laughs> right. So that's what it first said, and then it went down, and then it came back online, and here's what it said in place of those words. The Eagles' effusiveness and the degree of their enthusiasm about Hertz at the Combine could be an indicator that the team is trying to maximize the trade value of the player. I do not believe the Eagles would trade Hertz under other circumstances unless it was for a high-quality quarterback. Jimmy, what do you make of this? Yeah, so he took out the part where he kind of threw out trade compensation and threw in that he thought it would be one of the best trades in NFL history. He got that NFL out. history. So, so in my mind, it's like how he called him and was like, yo, dude, get that out of there. <laughs> They're going to up their price if they see that. Um, I don't know that that happened. To, uh, I'm just kind of kidding. Maybe a little bit. Mm. Um, but We talked yeah, about it, the Juju Smith-Schuster thing recently about like how the Eagles reportedly uh, were <laughs> right. turned down or he, he turned down more money from them last year. And then all of a sudden, like five minutes later, Adam Schefter is like issuing a tweet that <laughs> says something completely different. So there's a precedent there. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, but yeah, it was interesting that he deleted it or he published something, deleted it. And and it was like hours. It wasn't like he just it wasn't like by the way, you and I know that, but our readers may not. When you make a mistake on an article, you don't yeah. have to like pull the article down offline. No. You just fix it, it takes two seconds, and then you hit publish, and then like magic, it's fixed. And nobody is the wiser if they hadn't noticed it before. So like the the idea that he took it down, and again it was down for like at a minimum an hour, I would say. At least. Um, yeah. And then <laughs> And then it came back up later just because they had to make a an quote unquote edit. Uh yeah. Okay. Sure, Joe. <laughs> hmm. But I mean it's really, you know, the you have the former Eagles team president who still 
presumably has some kind of relationship with Jeffrey Lurie, considering their standing before, you know, uh, Joe Banner left the organization. I don't know if they talk daily, but I would assume they talk more than never at all. Um, and obviously has a relationship to some extent with Howie as well. I mean, it's, it's noteworthy that he's saying that in addition to the stuff we brought up last week on, on the podcast here about, you know, Albert Breer saying that the Broncos who just traded for a quarterback and the Eagles were the two teams being like most connected to Deshaun Watson at the combine. And again, the Broncos no longer need a quarterback. So that kind of just leaves the Eagles. And I think it is possible, Jimmy, that, uh, as we've seen, Deshaun Watson doesn't want to come to Philly as we've talked about, uh, many times when Aaron Wilson, I believe it was from the, from Houston who first mm-hmm. reported that. And he actually did a recent article again about Watson and he had the Eagles in like the kind of like ruled out teams category he made Mm -hmm. but the basis was that report from last year that deshaun watson wouldn't want to come here because he's heard he doesn't have interest in that of course my my question to that always is like okay but then what happens if the eagles are like the only team left standing right and does he still does he still not want to come to philly he'd rather just not play football at all anymore and and turn down millions of dollars i don't think so i think he would play for the eagles at that point or if it's not just the eagles but it's the eagles and like I don't know. Does he really want to go to Carolina instead? Like, is that really that much better for him? Maybe. I don't know. But I just don't think it's like impossible that the Eagles get him because, uh, he doesn't want to come here or he has, he's felt that way in the past. Um, and, uh, what was the other thing I wanted to say? I don't know. But, um, oh, there's just, there's been so much buzz still. And like you said about the Russell Wilson part of it all, like they're clearly looking. So mm-hmm. to think that like they're not involved with him and they're not going to be paying attention closely to what happens this Friday when we kind of learn more about his availability. Um, which by the way, uh, I believe Florio wrote about recently and basically said, like, if he isn't indicted in theory, like he could be traded as soon as you know beginning of next week, yeah. Um, when when free agency starts, so like you know, uh, I I just what percentage of a chance do you think there is the Eagles trade for Deshaun Watson? Well, just going back to last year, the team that was that he you know clearly wanted to go to, and the team that almost got the deal done was Miami, and Miami at the combine, I mean, they just said flat out, we're out on him. They I think the the way they put it was, we've closed the book on on Deshaun Watson like they made they left no doubt that they are not interested in him anymore so if it's not going to be Miami it's got to be somebody else so you know whether that's Carolina or Philadelphia or whatever and I, I know some people made the point which I thought was a good one uh or you know during the offseason last year when Philly was heavily um rumored to be after him uh that Philly is a very liberal city and uh the the criticism that he's going the criticism he's going to find criticism wherever he goes but it could potentially be a lot more harsh in a city like Philadelphia than it might in a place like Miami um, or maybe a place like Charlotte. I don't know. Um, so, But, you know, certainly we saw the criticism that Michael Vick got when he uh, was signed by the Eagles. And I think it'll be worse uh, for Deshaun Watson if he were to if he were to be traded uh, from from Houston to Philly. So, um, yeah, but certainly there's a lot of smoke building. Uh, on that front, as you mentioned, you know, you and I have been talking maybe more about Russell Wilson of late. I think he's kind of been like the talk of the town uh, over the last few weeks. But really, the elephant in the room has been Deshaun Watson. Uh, not a comfortable subject to talk about because of all the ickiness involved. Uh, but they went after him last year. And here we are again. And it looks like, you know, as far as percentage chances, you ask me, it's so hard to tell because I don't know. 
I don't know how his court case is, how his, like his court is going to go for him on Friday. He's either going to be indicted on criminal charges or he's not. Um, so if he's not indicted on criminal charges, then as you said, as Mike, or as Mike Florio said, that's going to open the floodgates to, you know, a, a, a him potentially being moved very quickly thereafter. If he, and teams are probably already like kind of lining up offers on that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's probably like, if this happens, then let's go forward with the trade or whatever. Uh, if he's, if he's indicted on criminal charges, forget it. Like he's, he's not like, he's not going anyway. He's not going to be traded uh, is really the bottom line. So it's impossible for me to give like an percentage. I don't know how his court case is going to go, but I'll do it like this. So like, if he is not indicted on those criminal charges, mm-hmm. I, I think it's like, a decent likelihood that okay. the Eagles trade for him more than fifty percent. I think it's probably around fifty. Hmm. Because 50s. Banner made a lot of in that Banner article, he went through eleven different teams that mm-hmm. uh, could potentially trade for him, and he categorized nine of them uh, as you know not going to happen or like very likely not to happen. And everything he wrote about those nine teams made a lot of sense. And the two that were remaining were the Panthers and the Eagles. And he gave good reasoning for each of those two teams, why they are seemingly the most likely options. And for me, it just goes back to, they tried to get him last year. So I think it's, I mean, uh-oh, because I don't want to cover that guy. Like, I don't, sure. I want nothing to do with Deshaun Watson. And I think uh, a lot of Eagles fans are uh, of the similar mind of me, but um yeah, and I we mean, don't. Yeah, and we don't have to get into like the merits of all of it in terms yeah, of, of like course. analyzing it until it actually happens. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. That's not what yeah. I'm trying to to make us do here. But you know, we we'd be remiss not to mention the like, potential likely possibility that it does happen, um, given the magnitude of that decision. Yeah, I I have a hard time. Any base here's what I think about. Once upon a time, there's a lot of people in denial that the Eagles were going to release Deshaun Jackson. It doesn't make any sense. They're not going to do it. Even mm-hmm. when one Jimmy Kemsky basically had kind of put out there that laying the groundwork for this to happen, and this is probably going to happen. And I remember doing for Bleeding Green Nation at this time, this giant timeline. It's probably one of the best posts I ever did. I peaked back in 2013 <laughs> of, or 2014 of all the, the different apocalypse. Yeah. The jackpocalypse, all the little different things that like pointed to Deshaun Jackson being gone. And maybe you look at those things one by one, you're like, whatever, it's not that big of a deal. But when you just saw the overwhelming like timeline of evidence, it's like kind of hard to ignore here. And basically that's what's happened with Deshaun Watson, um, different Deshaun. Um, but, uh, I, there's like a massive timeline that I've basically not in one article, but I posted in different articles at BGN of their interest in him. So I just find it hard to believe to rule that out. And, and just basically how the organization operates when it comes to quarterback, right? Like this isn't a team that's going to be like, you know what? Jalen hurts is fine. Like, that's cool. We we don't have to do anything else at that spot. Like, no, this is a team that drafted Jalen hurts when they thought they had a franchise quarterback, who they paid like record money to on the books. So like (laughs) this idea that they're just going to be totally fine with, with him and at a time too, when they have the ammo now and might not have it in the future to get a quarterback. Like it just seems like, I don't know. I'm not saying it's definitely going to happen because there's a lot of uncertainty here with that, but I think it would just be foolish to assume it's not going to happen or like totally discount it. So I get rooting for it not to happen. I think that's totally fair, but we're talking about likelihood and, and not so preference here. So, um, 
it's it's it bears watching until we see some kind of resolution there whether he is there are criminal charges or another team trades for him like it's gonna like you said i think last pod like it's it's hanging out there you can't just you can't file it away it's we're gonna be worth monitoring on friday what what happens with this court case like that's gonna be big news um around the nfl and and whether you want to acknowledge it or not, like it's big it's one way or the other, it's going to be big news for, for Eagles fans uh, and for the Eagles themselves in terms of the outcome of his court case. So um, I guess until then, we just kind of have to see what happens. Uh, but, you know, like I said, if he's not indicted, there could be movement with him going to some other team, whether it's the Eagles or somebody else fairly quickly. And I just go back to what I brought up on the last episode in terms of Howie Roseman talking about big swings. Like I come back to that. Like it's not, this is not a team that's always going to just do things down the middle and cookie cutter. Like they're going to take big swings. So that's, you know, again, you can say this big swing isn't worth it and maybe it's too big of a swing for them, but it's, it's totally within the realm of something they would do in terms of uh, like the, the kind of thinking they have, I think at that position too. So so we'll see. We're here, left waiting, but uh, I think it would be unwise to ignore the smoke uh, that is surrounding that situation. And then if they don't get them, you, then next is the draft. <laughs> I don't think there are any other veteran quarterbacks that they'd go after at that no. point by a trade. Um, but it'd be the draft, and then you know we'll the, the the Malik Willis discussions are going to heat up. Kenny Pickett, mm-hmm. Matt Corral. And uh, that whole gang. So uh, going to be a long off season potentially of quarterback talk um, if something doesn't happen between now and the draft. So here we are recording at Wednesday, March 9th at 3.45 p.m. Eastern. Um, just a few days before, several days, I guess, if you will, before the legal tampering window begins. We've already seen a bunch of action happen. So, you know, who knows? We could see even more uh, in the, today, tomorrow, through the weekend. Leading up to next week, um, we will be playing it by ear. As far as our BGN radio coverage goes, I'm sure we'll hop on for another emergency reaction pod if the Eagles do something like, say, trade for Deshaun Watson or something super newsworthy. I don't think we'll be doing emergency reaction pod for the Zach Pascal signing when that happens uh, <laughs> right. only. Uh, maybe if they sign like him and you know a couple other players, then yeah, on the first day or whatever. Yeah. Um, who... So we already did our draft, but I guess like um, who's going to be an Eagle next week in your mind? Like regardless of the draft, like just thinking about it, like who yeah, do you um, who do you feel like right now is from the be outside? An, but Zach Pascal, I think we we both will say that. Who else? Because I think yeah, they I mean, don't. It's they're they're going to get a receiver. I don't, I don't think any... it's been big at receiver though, because like how do you right. do that when you're the lowest? volume passing offense in the NFL and you already don't throw to Devonte Smith enough. You're going to, and why would a receiver want to come here? Like, cause they're, they're not going to get numbers because they know they're not That's passing true. the ball that much. So I think in that sense, I think Pascal actually makes a lot of sense because he's more of a complimentary player than he is a volume target. Um, and he can play somebody in the made the point, by the way, you, I think you made that point somewhere or they listened to us on a previous podcast and somebody pointed out to us if like that's, if that's the case, then, there's your exhibit a on, you know, maybe yes. the quarterback isn't the answer. So, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. so it's not great, but somebody, uh, I just, so I just I did was a Mike. chat today. Shout out Mike. I just did a chat today and somebody asked me to rank the wide receivers, um, that I think is, are going to be Eagle signings. And I, and I ranked them Pascal one, um, Christian Kirk two, uh, Juju three. And, uh, I think Juju's D- realistic too. 
DJ Chark for. But I think they're going to sign. I'd be really, really surprised if they didn't sign. Like, like you said, not not a big money receiver, but at least a legit receiver. They have to add someone. I mean, who do they have? <laughs> who do they have? They have two playable receivers right now. Right. Um, they have to add someone. I don't think they'll be spending big. I do think they're going to spend big at safety if they spend big anywhere. Mm-hmm. Or maybe edge rusher as well. I'm not going to rule that out like a Son Reddick or whatever. Um, but I do think Justin Reed is a likely, I think, uh, looking at him a bit more, he just turned 25 in February, Jimmy. Like he's pretty freaking young. And for people saying he had a down year last year, I talked about this on the SB Nation NFL show, the oddcast with Rob Stats Guerrero. He had something like an 84.9 passer rating allowed when targeted. So like even mm-hmm. his down year, like wasn't like, you know, a total train wreck and, and you're betting on upside. I just feel like, and I said this before, he could be like their next Rodney McLeod signing. Like this guy, they're going to sign pretty young and he'll be here for a while. On a terrible team too. So terrible team. It's the Darius Slay thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, and he was a big uh, – I, I I know he was a pre-draft visit of yes. the Eagles back when he was coming out of college. Did uh, I know that you kind of do like the um, the really uh, detailed look at players who – prospects who, you know, were linked to the Eagles in one way or other. Do you remember if they did anything else with him that year? I'm going to look it up because I did my annual article where uh, I do all the players basically of note uh, – that have connections to the Eagles in some way or another. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's yeah. up on bleedingregnation.com. I would recommend checking that out. There's usually a couple of uh, basically spoilers in there for the, who the Eagles are going to sign. I put a lot of names in there. Um, but uh, And by the way, really looking forward to pre-draft visits coming back since that's like my brand yes. uh, tracking those. <laughs> and the last two years, they really haven't happened. A little bit early in 2020 they did because it was like, just right before the pandemic was happening that they got like a couple of those in. Um, but for the most part, they did not have those. Um, so looking up Justin Reed here as I buy time, uh, they met with him at the combine. They worked him out at this pro day and then they did bring him to Philly for a pre-draft visit. So they okay, showed yeah, so heavy interest, uh, yeah. Yeah, interest in him. Who are um, the other safeties you think are possibilities? Um, Good question. Uh, in terms of connection, I mean, Marcus May obviously mm-hmm. is one that, uh, Denard Wilson, the Eagles defensive backs coach, was his position coach for four years with the Jets. And Marcus Bay was like one of the few bright spots, obviously, uh, on the team in that mm-hmm. time. I think you could get him on like a one-year deal because he's coming off of this injury. And, you know, he, he might want to reset his value and hit the market harder again next offseason. So yeah. that could almost be like like an Anthony Harris thing this year, right. like you're, you're getting him off a down year, but he might be able to bounce back and he's a little bit younger than that. Um, is there anyone that you, that stands out to you? May was the one. And then the other guy that I profiled was, at, uh, Edmonds from, uh, the Steelers. Terrell. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he's a young guy with really impressive, um, athleticism and size, uh, measurables who's been good, good, good enough, but he and, Minka Fitzpatrick, who they traded for, were both first round picks in the same draft class. So the Steelers had to kind of, I mean, they were going to, they had to pick one of the, one of the, one of the other to uh, exercise their fifth year option. So they picked Minka and you couldn't like, I guess they felt like they couldn't exercise two fifth year options on <laughs> two different safeties. So they, uh, they, they exercised Minka Fitzpatrick's and they didn't with Edmonds, whereas they might, where they might have otherwise, but he's going to be a free agent. So um, I think he's a young upside kind of uh, play as well. And then edge rusher, you have Reddick and you Reddick. have Charles um, Harris, baby. 
That's right. And I had uh, like a Sam guy, maybe like a Sam position here too. But Uchenna Nwosu, yeah, from uh, from the Chargers. If there's one position where I think they swing big, like if they actually open up the purse strings a little bit for a player, it would be an edge rusher. Yeah, it's either that or safety to me. I don't see it so much as receiver. I'm looking through the rest of my list. Uh, a couple of names that we didn't mention for the draft I think could be interesting. Um, Al Quadin Muhammad, who was with okay. the Colts for three years, and uh, he could I've, play that the, same I've role. Other guy, the, the other guy with the, with the Colts, Kamoku Ture. Yeah, and I was going to bring him up next. Okay. He wrote about him. Uh, also, both of those guys are New Jersey natives, so you know, a mm-hmm. little kind of local flair. They want to come back. Um, and replace Joe Flacco as the local guy. Uh, <laughs> Ture would be a really like sensical signing from a bargain standpoint. Like he's coming yeah. off a career season, but he's like never played a full season. He's played yeah. twenty four out of forty nine possible games over the last three years. Um, so I think you could get him at a pretty decent price relative to the edge market. So uh, yeah, and he's only twenty six years old. Uh, former second round pick at number fifty eight overall. Mm-hmm. So he's a guy who could make some sense. Um, so there's actually some nice guys out there, I think, in free agency that they can get on like bargain deals. Not that they need to bargain shop across the board. Like I think they'll have that one big splash and then they can kind of add some other guys on kind of like, you know, these cheaper deals, take a chance right. on them, see if they work out. Not necessarily foundational pieces, but can kind of help fill some holes and, and maybe end up being, maybe you find one long-term piece out of those guys. You sign them to an extension the next year. So there's some good options for the Eagles, basically. Um, that wasn't really the case last year when their spending was more limited and they kind of were scraping the bottom of the barrel a little bit. And they still ended up with like, you know, uh, Anthony Harris, which is like a fine move, but didn't end up being anything. Uh, the one name I will say that I forgot to mention, as I mentioned before, is Quandre Diggs. I know mm. he's older, but the Seahawks just, you know, they got they just released rid of Bobby Wagner. Bobby Wagner, they traded Russ. Maybe they're ready to kind of like restart this thing to some extent. Yeah. And maybe, and I, I, I don't think we should underrate how much Darius Slay freaking loves Quandre Diggs. I yeah. think he's like in how he's here. Like you got to get my boy Quandre Diggs on this team. Um, Speaking of Slay, as long as we're on him, uh, I think one thing that you'll, that we may see in the next week or so is he and Javon Hargrave have the biggest base salaries on the team. So what the Eagles might do is convert those salaries to signing bonuses, uh, kick the can down the road a little bit, but that'll open up a good amount of uh, salary cap space. If they did want to clear some, you know, some space to sign some guys. Yes. Um, uh, What was the last thing I had? Uh, I don't remember. Probably wasn't that important. Might've been. Um, Yeah. So damn it, Jimmy, it was, it was going to be really good. Probably. (laughs) I just totally lost it. I have a really bad problem with short-term memory where like a po- thought will pop into my head. And then like three seconds later, I have no idea what it was. Well, we were uh, talking about Slay, Hargrave, Quandre Diggs. Oh, Jason Kelsey. Probably should mention okay. him, that he was special guest host for the WIP morning show today. And he didn't make an official decision, but he said that things are trending in a certain way. And I think we all mm-hmm. know that is trending in the way of him coming back, which I think we've expected for a bit now, so not exactly breaking news. I do think more interesting to me is that Kelsey was willing to like go on WIP and be a special guest yeah. host. Because I could I mean, hopefully he's not retiring anytime soon. But once he does, you know, I could see him having a big role like that. And I mean, I don't know that he would be Angelo Cataldi's replacement like directly, because Angelo's retiring like like what, after at some point this year or whatever. But like, and it's not going to match up one for one. It's like Angelo right. leaves, Kelsey comes right in. But I mean, you know, I think, and I don't know if Kelsey wants to do that. 
But I think Kelsey's going to have like a big. I think he's going to be big in the media after he retires. So I think this I haven't was listened kind of, to that yet. I'm looking forward to going back and. I heard he was great. Yeah, I didn't yeah. listen to all, you know all of it, but um, I just think that's interesting to me personally. Is that he? I think this is a precursor to that. One thing to note on Kelsey, by the way, um, I guess the he said that he's going to announce to his uh, teammates and, and coaches, whatever, before he you know announces publicly whether he's going to stay or go. And I think some people took that to mean that means he might be going <laughs> because why would he have to announce to his teammates that he's staying? And I think that's just something he said. Ultimately, so he doesn't have a contract right now. So he has to sign a new contract before he can come back. It's not like he can just go, yay, I'm back. He could do that right now <laughs> if he had a contract. Um, right. But he's got to agree to a deal with the Eagles first. And uh, I think it's just easier for him to say, yeah, I'm going to tell my teammates first instead of saying what the real thing is, which is that, you know, the possibility of his retirement at least gives him, you know, enough leverage to get a fair deal from the Eagles. And I guess he would I'm, – I'm guessing he's going to be making this announcement or they're going to come on that decision pretty soon because free agency mm-hmm. is starting. And I think yeah. the Eagles would like to know their plan of what to you know, spend on and sign. And, and obviously draft preparation is ramping up as well. So I, I expect we'll get that maybe as soon as Monday or tomorrow or whatever. Um, I don't think it will take too long. Um, but, yeah, he'll be back, and, and that's obviously good news for the Eagles. Uh, any final thoughts, Jimmy? Uh, no, I don't think I have any. Uh, I was kind of just jarred <laughs> by this Carson Wentz trade. We, we, we hopped on and did this podcast, by the way, within like, I don't know, 45 minutes or so after that deal. We were going to record anyway. Right at two. Just ha- yeah. It just happened to happen before we were ready to record. So that was kind of like a, a happy coincidence. Um, but yeah, I guess I'm just looking forward to that this season now. Um, I don't have any uh, uh, food or restaurants mm. uh, to to note to you. Uh, not off the top of my head, but okay. I will say that this kind of Carson Wentz excitement is the perfect case for it being so much more fun to root against the Eagles' division rivals than it always is to like actually root for the Eagles. You know what I mean? Like it's just right. It's just it's more fun to just. We've like, been cause... blessed with a lot of like peripheral things to root for, you know, like yes. for the Eagles fans to root for, like with the Carson Wentz trade and the Miami trade and all that stuff, particularly last year, and then and then like in the playoffs, the the Cowboys losing the way they did, and um, Aaron Rodgers losing the way he did. <laughs> like it's, it was just kind of fun to watch, like all, all throughout the season, and for the most part, like Eagles Schadenfreude. Was mm-hmm. off the chart. Like the Eagles had an okay season, I guess, but in terms of peripheral rooting interest, it was kind of an amazing season for Eagles fans. I think you could argue it's more exciting to root for those other things than it is to like be truly like hyped about the Eagles like being some bad teams and then getting you know housed <laughs> yes. one and done in the playoffs. <laughs> right. um, and obviously, there's just more downside when the Eagles lose. You know, like if they lose, it's terrible. Whereas if you know, some of those other teams do like moderately well. It's not the end of the world. It's not great. But like when they're so bad, it's it's the best. It's the best possible thing. So I think this further highlights that. And we'll be looking forward to talking about Carson Wentz 24-7 nonstop here on BGN Radio. Let's change um, the name of the podcast to the Carson yeah. Wentz Show. Yeah, we probably should and slash will. All right. Uh, this has been BGN Radio, Jimmy, uh, with Jimmy Kemsky, I should say, rather. And Brandon Lee Gowton, that's me. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Brandon Gowton. You can check out Jimmy Kemsky on Twitter at Jimmy Kemsky. You can check out 
uh, bleedinggreennation.com for my work. You can check out phillyvoice.com for Jimmy's work. You're going to be checking out those out a lot, or you should be wanting to, at least with free agency and all the news and rumors happening. Obviously, we'll have a lot of coverage here on the Bleeding Green Nation podcast feed as well. You won't want to miss that. I'm actually about to do the emergency NFC's mixtape podcast, oh, our nice. first one with RJ. I mean, we had to. It was like, this is the moment. I've been saying to him for a long time, like, when is the moment? Like, when do you think we need to... What do we need to happen for there to be yeah, an emergency is, is mixtape podcast? And I was like, oh, yeah, this is it. Uh, so I can't wait to do that. And you can check that out if, if you haven't already. I don't know when that's going up. Um, shout out to our, our fantastic producer, Rachel Prevet, who you can follow on Twitter at Rachel Monique, who is producing all this behind the scenes. So if you really like BGN Radio, you should be certainly appreciative and uh, for, for her and very supporting of her as well. Okay. So check out all that good stuff. Check out the SB Nation NFL show where we're talking about not only the Eagles and Carson Wentz, but all things around the league uh, throughout this very busy and interesting time. So you want to subscribe there as well. I'm on my uh, program on Tuesdays with Rob Stats Carrera. It's called the Off Day Debrief. Um, so go do all that. Go check out RightToSellin.com. Discount code BGN15 for 15% off some meat snacks and non-meat snacks, your favorite craft jerky and other items. If you're looking to buy sell or rent a house call or text this phone number eight five six nine zero six nine two nine five we will be back with you when there's either some emergency podcast material to talk about or uh next week when the eagles are making some free agency signing so stay tuned it's exciting time goodbye everybody P G N. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. 